What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of Market Marauders, Beat the Market, one trade at a time. I'm your host, Reginald C., so let's jump into it. All right, so it's been a pretty crazy day today. Uh, so many things going on. So let's jump into the stock news. Uh, first of all, uh, President Biden, uh, President-elect Biden, uh, gave an announcement today. Uh, he met today with a couple of CEOs of companies as well as some unions, heads of the unions. And he had made some remarks uh, afterwards. Um, he said there should be a $15 minimum wage. Uh, so when asked during the press conference afterwards, uh, they asked him about uh, his policies. He said there should be a $15 minimum wage. They asked him about his uh, plan to get the vaccine out. And he said having it out by the 20th of January when he's supposed to be sworn in is too late. Uh, so hopefully that means that the FDA will... Uh, not rush to get them out, but, you know, put all hands on deck to try to uh, get, you know, those vaccine candidates uh, approved. He also uh, talked about student loan forgiveness, uh, about a plan of $10,000 uh, forgiving of loans. Now, there currently is a plan uh, for student loan forgiveness, but he said that he's going to have to look into it uh, because it is not being ran uh, correctly, is what he said. He also talked about uh, wearing masks and committed those people, uh, those governors who have made mandates uh, for masks and given guidance uh, for the holiday season. Uh, and he was saying wearing a mask is patriotic. Um, and then also they asked him about guidance about Thanksgiving. He said there should be a maximum of five to ten people together on Thanksgiving, no more than ten people, and everyone should be wearing a mask. So that was his guidance. Um, they asked him about would he take a vaccine? And he said, first, it should go to people who um, most need it. So those in uh, most dire need of the vaccine, he said it should go to them first. But then he said uh, he would take it and he wouldn't hesitate to take it um, if uh, Dr. Fauci said that it was okay. And he also said um, that people are only scared of vaccines and he blamed it on Trump. So he's saying the American uh, Americans fear for vaccines is solely based on Trump, uh, which is a very political statement to make. Um, given this current situation, um, I don't think um, it is politically based why people are afraid of vaccines. I just think that's just the way people feel. Um, but he also mentioned uh, about the Heroes Act and said that they need to come to a conclusion uh, because there are people out there who need to pay their mortgages and pay their rents. Uh, small businesses are suffering as well. Um, in my last podcast talked about uh, New York and Chicago both issuing curfews, um, and then some other states are mandating masks to be worn. Uh, California gave their guidance on all the different things that you can and can't do. Uh, most of them were things that you can't do. <laughs> so pretty interesting to see um, what's going on. I don't think that lockdowns are going to be in the question. Um, it's a completely different world uh, than when the virus first came out. Uh, I think when the virus first came out, the, the lockdowns came because it was more of a, there was no end in sight to what could happen. Now we have two vaccine candidates, so we have a way to combat um, the actual virus itself. So I think um, 
it may be more curfews and more mask mandates, but I don't think a lockdown, in my opinion, would be necessary, um, especially considering how much of an impact it had on the economy. Just going back in March, seeing how far the market fell uh, based on those lockdowns and those other mandates that came into place, I think you know the American people and you know everyone who has a 401k basically would not want that uh, situation to happen again. So going into some other news uh, from today, Moderna base, uh, gave their uh, uh, effectiveness for their vaccine. Uh, so the company uh, Moderna said that their vaccine is 94.5 effective in preventing disease according to uh, their trial, uh, while Pfizer and BioTech uh, last week gave theirs and said it was 90% effective. Um, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, the Moderna one is way better than the uh the Pfizer one, in my opinion, they both are really good uh, compared to, you know, the flu vaccine vaccination has more of a 60 to 70 percent uh, effect efficacy, whereas these two have 90 uh, and above. So I think, you know, those numbers are definitely better than anybody uh, in the uh you know, science community could have predicted. So I think both companies uh, are poised to uh, have both of those uh, potentially approved. So um, there hasn't really been any talk about AstraZeneca or about Johnson and Johnson or, you know, the other vaccines that are out there. But I think, um, you know, these two are going to be the, the main focus uh, moving forward. And then the other ones will potentially, in my opinion, be um, added on as time goes on. Uh, so I think these two are going to be the main trial ones to see, you know, if people are willing to take these. But I think, honestly, it's going to be hard to beat numbers like 90% and 94% efficacy. So, uh, you know, we still have those companies out there, you know, rushing to get their vaccine out. Uh, but I think the bar has been set really high by Moderna and Pfizer and BioNTech's partnership. So Harley-Davidson, the company that makes motorcycles, is now going to be making bicycles, but they're electric bicycles. Uh, it's called Serial One Cycle, the e-bike, um, and it's going to be relaunched by Harley-Davidson. Uh, now, these bikes <clears throat> are not cheap uh, at all. They will run from prices to $3,399 to $4,999. Um, each comes with the motor-capable of generating 250 watts of continuous power and hitting top speeds of 20 miles per hour. So they're not slow bikes uh, by any means, but they're also no motorcycle either. Um, so, you know, I'm interested to see how um, or if people are going to still use those. I don't really know many people that use bicycles um, in their day-to-day -day life besides uh, I guess people who live in big cities like New York or so, or people who are college students trying to get uh, back and forth. I know in college, uh, I personally had a bicycle, um, you know, but I kind of stopped using it when it got cold. So, hey, but as a college student, I was not spending $3,399 on a bike. Uh, definitely not spending that much money on a bike. I think my bike probably cost about $100. Um when I've got it brand new. Uh, so, you know, I don't really see what market uh, this price range is for. So hopefully the price will come down on those and it'll be more appealing to other people. Or maybe they can make uh, a lighter, uh, more efficient model 
Uh, I know this is the first model out there, uh, but you know when it comes to bicycles, I don't think uh, the people who use them really care about the name of the company. And I think that's what the basis was uh, when marketing this. I think it's because it's a Harley Davidson bicycle that people are like, oh, well, you know, it's Harley Davidson, so I don't mind spending a lot of money. But people who use bicycles, trust me, you know, college kids, we really in the past did not care what brand. I can't even tell you what brand a bike that I had. I, I mean, it may have been a mongoose or it may have been an off brand or I don't even remember what brand bicycle it was that I had. I just know it was cheap and it got me from point A to point B. So next we have DoorDash. Uh, so DoorDash um, is trying to IPO. Uh, so they are the largest food delivery startup. Uh, they revealed last Friday that it's losing money. Uh, even though the pandemic is subsiding, a lot of people aren't using DoorDash, but they're still going to go through uh, with trying to go public. Uh, so going public for a company, you know, is, is pretty good. Uh, it says that they reported a revenue of $1.92 in the nine months uh, through the end of September, more than a 200% above the $587 million from the same period last year, according to Prospects Field. Uh, filed for its uh, potential IPO. So that's what they put down on the books. But I think, you know, the company has a lot of work to do uh, with, you know, a vaccine near. I don't see people, you know, not going to restaurants. The restaurant industry is going to open back up. And I feel like a company like DoorDash uh, wouldn't be as in high demand as uh, your other just going to the restaurant itself. Uh, now, you know, they definitely benefited from um, the pandemic, but I think they're going to have to have a new strategic uh, plan in place to grow their company. Now, it's not the same as a company like Uber uh, and Uber Eats. Uber actually has their driving side alongside their eating side, so one can kind of balance the other. So, you know, Uber's not going to be as in uh, much of a, a bind as DoorDash is, but hopefully DoorDash can, um, you know, launch some other service to keep themselves afloat. Because even during the IPO, uh, that's not going to be uh, a guarantee secure cash flow for them. Uh, Marketing-wise, they're going to have to find some sort of strategic way uh, to uh, secure longevity, in my point of view. So next, the huge news that came out today, uh, came out after hours, Tesla is in the S&P 500. So uh, Tesla has been uh, uh, added to the S&P 500. Uh, it won't be official until December 21st, uh, but it is, uh, in my opinion, a slap in the face to all of those uh, people who doubted Tesla. I know Tesla is what people call the millennial stock, like, oh, only millennials trade Tesla or, you know, people who just want to lose money trade Tesla. Um, in my opinion, Tesla is the only stock that I've made like the most amount of money on uh, while in my whole trading career. So. You know, Tesla, I think, you know, has made quite a bit of people a large amount of money. And, you know, looking at where they ended after hours, they shot up like crazy. I think they're going to continue to shoot up tomorrow um, and definitely going to see where they're going to go. Um, I'm predicting they'll probably be around 520 or so. I think that's an okay range. Uh, but we'll see when the market opens. Uh, the 21st is when they're going to be uh, entered. And they're going to be one of the S&P 500's 10 most valuable companies. So not only are they getting inducted into the S&P 500, they're going to be disruptive. Uh, because 
the company's market cap is so high. So I think it's very good for the company. Uh, congrats to everybody who works there and to Elon Musk. I know a lot of them uh, have been working very hard uh, to try to get these products out on their innovation. Um, and you know, it's a lot to do um, as a company. Um, I know Battery Day was pretty interesting for me uh, just because I have an engineering background. I was definitely interested to see uh, the technology from the uh, cathode and anode side of the lithium that they're going to be putting into their new batteries, uh, making them more efficient. So I think technology-wise as a company, they uh, are groundbreaking. And if we've seen anything uh, going on in the future, you know that the EV space uh, is going to be, you know, on fire. So we have companies like Neo, Xpeng, you got Workhorse, um, Nikola, if they can rise back from the ashes. <laughs> and then you have, um, you know, other EVs popping up like BMW that I talked about last time with their iX uh, new SUV. So the EV space um, is about to be uh, flooded, in my personal opinion. So uh, Tesla definitely is the leader. They're the one that's been around the longest. Uh, they have the best technology, uh, in my personal opinion, with their self-driving um, and kind of have a head start uh, over a lot of other companies. So, you know, for them to be in the S&P 500, um, you know, is a very, you know, good thing for them. And I know a lot of investors are happy uh, reading that news. So going into crypto, um, crypto has been on the rise. Um, I don't know if it's because people are trying to hedge uh, the inflation that is potentially coming. Well, that is coming up. Uh, I know a lot of people have been buying crypto even before this inflation stuff uh, came up. But crypto, uh, especially Bitcoin, Bitcoin hit their 35-month high um, at $16,400, which it hasn't seen since 2018. So back in May 2018, uh, Bitcoin was at $16,400, but now it's back at that price. So I know there are a lot of people out there who are like, you know, crypto, buy crypto, you know, get crypto. Uh, and they were like, well, there's no point. It's not going to go back up. You know, it's fake money. Uh, me personally only have just a little bit of crypto. I don't have, you know, all of my assets in crypto. Uh, but, you know, I know it's something that uh, people are thinking about in the future. Um, but I'm interested to see how high this can go. But I think, uh, you know, it's probably going to go up just a little bit more and then it's going to have a correction. Um, I just say that just for the fact that, you know, every market corrects. I think crypto is going to correct, uh, but then it may potentially go back up. The only difference that I see with this one, though, is that companies like PayPal are making it more accessible for people uh, to uh, get crypto and other banks are adopting crypto. So there's more of an adoption overall of crypto um, and more people are able to access it now and understand what it actually is. So that's the only difference that I see with crypto. So it may potentially uh, have a small correction and then start to go back up again. Uh, but I'm interested to see what price it actually lands at before that correction happens. So lastly, I want to talk about SpaceX. They just recently had a launch. Um, a couple days ago or yesterday um, of their Dragon um, aircraft. So it was a pretty successful launch. Uh, it looked pretty cool. Um, but then they've also released their uh, Starlink satellite internet service, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, it's going to start at $99 uh, a month, uh, which is not too bad for satellite internet because you can get it anywhere. Uh, you just plug it up 
And there you have it. Uh, so, you know, it's um, pretty cool that technology has advanced, you know, that far that we can get satellite internet. I remember when satellite uh, TV was a huge thing, um, you know, but it would always go out with the uh, uh, impending weather every time it rained. Uh, I know, especially if you had dish back in the days, um, my uncle had dish back in the day. Every time it rained, that thing would go out and it always go out and be like, hey, I'm going to watch something because, you know, at my house, we couldn't afford cable. So we'd always go to my uncle's house and I'd be able to watch uh, some of the cable shows that were on. So I was like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go. And every time I went over his house, it would always rain. So I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> I don't really like uh, this satellite uh, TV, but, you know, I think satellites in general have gotten a lot more advanced. Um, I haven't seen any reviews of, you know, people trying to use it while it rains. I have seen some where people used it when it snows, um, and they said that the speed slows down just a little bit, uh, but it's still usable. Uh, so people have said that they've reached uh, 175 uh, megabytes per second uh, in cold air uh, with 20 megabytes per second uh, faster than normal. Uh, and they said that the... It can withstand a 175 mile per hour leaf blower. So that's what they're saying. The terminal uh, can withstand. Um, it is $99 a month, uh, which I don't think is, you know, too bad. Um, and then it says the terminal or UFO on the stick is what they're calling it. Comes as part of the Starlink kit, uh, which also includes tripod uh, and Wi-Fi router costing $499 plus a $99 uh, for a monthly subscription. So I don't think it's too bad. Um, I've seen some people, uh, use this in very remote locations. Uh, so I think it's pretty cool. I think it's the future, um, cause not everyone can get fiber or not everyone can get internet service, uh, and using hotspots, uh, may not be, um, you know, the most popular thing to use, um, at the time. So I think it's pretty interesting, and especially considering it's Elon Musk, uh, who, you know, is trying to manage two uh, major companies at the same time. I think that speaks volumes to him as a CEO, um, and I don't think many CEOs, let alone people, can manage uh, two, you know, massive companies like that at the same time. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, I would like to try out Starlink myself just uh, for engineering purposes, uh, but, you know, I definitely think uh, once SpaceX decides that they're going to IPO, that's going to be a very important IPO for the market as a whole. I'm um, interested to see some updates going on with them. And I think they could rival a company like Boeing um, or Blue Origin, uh, for that matter of fact, and even uh, Virgin Galactic. Um, I think SpaceX is kind of uh, the leader in the space race, in my opinion, um, and they're probably going to get a lot more uh, government contracts as time goes on. Well, good luck to everybody out there trading this week. I uh, hope you're able to lock in some profits. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.